Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda, and welcome to The Pemberley Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another amazing episode of The Pemberley Podcast. I think we need to dive into something very socially relevant to my life. It is, I believe you guys have probably been noticing some activity from this account on Twitter, but it is about what I believe to be the most relevant Twitter account on the internet right now called Emo Kylo Ren. So basically, it's funny because I'm not like a huge Star Wars fan. Like I can appreciate them as movies, but I'm not like, Star Wars, I know everything. But I saw The Last Jedi. Actually, at midnight when it came out, I was watching it in the same theater as Joss Whedon. That's cool. That was very cool. I didn't talk to him at all, but I looked at him. That's fine. (laughs) Um, I like, I watched him watch the Avengers 2 trailer. That was very meta. Yeah. (laughs) So saw The Last Jedi and I now have a huge crush on Kylo Ren. I just need to put it out there. It's funny because like I never even found Adam Driver to be like that attractive because like I've seen him in girls and everything but as Kylo Ren oh my gosh he's so angsty he's so emotionally (laughs) unavailable I'm just like I love you and I can fix you it totally oh it's bad and it's very good that he's not real because oh small disclaimer full spoilers ahead for Star Wars (laughs) The Last Jedi basically there's this part where he's like Rey join me and she's like no and I 100% 100% would have been like, okay, I'll join you. Okay. But um, here are some example tweets of why Emo Kylo Ren is an amazing Twitter account. I heard girls dig bad boys, so I am doing a murder. Hey girl, do you like Byronic heroes? Uh, no hucks. I definitely have a girlfriend. We speak with our minds. She has a magic cave where she does syncopated snapping and she's super good with a lightsaber and like so strong with the force. No, I don't know her last name, but she definitely isn't made up. It's it's a great Twitter account. Uh, it was started shortly after uh, The Force Awakens. And uh, if you want to follow it, it's at Kylo Ren. The E in Ren though is a three. <laughs> <laughs> And I like, yeah, love all these tweets. He actually had one that was Pride and Pre- that was about Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, that's right. You can uh, go to our account about, about how it was, like was moving so slowly or something like that. But just the way, yeah, his tweets come across as like what we've been referring to as a pre-letter Darcy. Well, it well, it's funny. Is like emo Kylo Ren. Also, I feel like implies he's like a teenager. Yeah, and who, he acts like from like two thousand seven, like, who like doesn't know what to do with any of his emotions. He's got yeah. a lot of anger inside, and he's just so dramatic about everything. That's, mm-hmm. ugh, it's everything to me. <laughs> I love it. So we should discuss the possibility. That he is space Darcy and Ray is space Elizabeth. Yeah, because they have a connection and he's so rude to her and she's like, I don't want to like you, but I'm drawn to you. You know, you know, it's a little more extreme because obviously he's like trying to kill her. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he's a bad guy. He he does evil things. He blows up planets. That's not really a spoiler. He's got a ship larger than the Death Star. Yeah, um, and he's trying to like continue his grandfather's legacy. But basically, he's not a nice guy. No, but. He doesn't really want to kill her. He recognizes that she is his equal in the light. Like, he is, like, very strong with the dark side of the force, and she is very strong with the light side of the force, and he's like, she has so much power, I can turn her. And she's doing the same thing. She's like, I can save him. And, like, she doesn't. Yeah. They they both discovered that in this one, but in The Force Awakens, it was very different because Mm -hmm. they did see each other. I won't go too much into it, but, like... 
yes, now at this point they're both like trying to turn each other, but there's <laughs> people who like ship them together. I um, ship them. Well, I don't agree with those people. <laughs> so, well, what do you what do you think? I uh, it's a hella problematic relationship. Uh, oh, it definitely is. I don't think they should be together. I don't think they're. It's funny to say that they're the Darcy and Elizabeth of space, but in re- reality, no, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> so I want them together for my own selfish reasons. Sure, and you, I think uh, that the series could thrive without them. Without a romance. Right, right. I just want it. It'll be J.J. Abrams with the final word, not Ryan Johnson who wrote this uh, second one. So we'll see what what J.J. does in like two years. Dazzle us, (laughs) J.J. (laughs) Well, let's talk about the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. (laughs) Starting with episode 89, Insomnia, written by (laughs) Margaret Dunlap. So this is our first episode post rock bottom. And it's actually, I feel like it's a very appropriate episode because the worst has sort of just come and gone. Like the Bennets were bracing for impact. They were prepared for whatever ramifications would come from Lydia's sex tape getting revealed. And it didn't happen. It went away. And so now Lizzie just like went from being a nervous wreck and has no reason to be, but that nervous energy is still there. I couldn't sleep, so I figured might as well. The website that shall not be named seems to be staying down. As anyone would be. I mean, she's still like a little nervous about the fact that the site seems to have gone away so easily. Like, even though they were so nervous about it and just really anxious about the whole situation, now it's just gone. And it's like, oh, okay. We're supposed to get back to life as normal, but it's like those feelings are still there. So she's trying to get rid of feeling that way but you know there's nowhere to yeah she says there's nowhere to channel it so she vlogs and that's how she deals with things that makes sense so we decide instead to focus on the jane drama yeah i mean think about it like lydia had the most dramatic storyline of the entire story yeah um because Jane got her heart broken and that was very sad, but like people kind of go through breakups all the time. Lizzie kind of didn't like someone and then she liked him and then was kind of ripped away, but like she'll recover. Huh. Lydia basically had her boyfriend take her heart, tear it to pieces, like put it in a shredder and then like scatter it over the ocean and threaten to release a sex tape and then it went away. And even though they're like, good, it's gone. They're like, but is it gone, gone? Like yeah. they still are kind of in the dark about why it's gone. And now they're recovering, and Jane is downstairs. It's hitting her that she's unemployed, which is a dark feeling. So she's just like, I'll just continue with my life, I guess. And Lizzie's like, by the way, when I was at Pemberley, Bing showed up, and he was asking about you. And I may have let it slip that you're still single. Oh, like, but he talked I, to you. I, he asked about me. Because, like, there was no proper breakup. There was no yeah. conversation saying, like, I'm ending things and here's why, you know? It's like if you went to work one day and your stuff was just packed up and they were like, bye. Well, no one said bye. <laughs> yeah, except no one said bye. Like, your stuff was just packed up and you were locked out of your office. Yeah, That's basically like, what it was. Oh, I guess I'm fired? <laughs> no, like, I guess I have no place to go. Like, it was just such a heartbreaking ending yeah. to a very meaningful relationship. And so the fact that he's like, 
going to San Francisco to ask Lizzie what's up with Jane. And he's like wanting to know if she's single and wanting to know if she's happy. That's like a very big deal. Cause like, I'm like, she had to assume that he didn't just, he just didn't care about her anymore. It's like so much easier to assume that. And the fact that he's like trying to walk back into her life must be very jarring. It's just something that Jane's going to have to process now of like how she feels about Bing, you know, cause at this point she has moved on, you know, even though she, she's lost her job. So she's kind of having to, she was able to busy herself and not think about Bing as much with having a job, but now she's like, well, and also home. then with Lydia, yeah, and then with Lydia. So that's why, like, both those things are over now, and mm. everything's starting to hit her. The fact that she doesn't have a job is now hitting her, mm-hmm. and now this news of Bing still being interested in her is hitting her, mm-hmm. and now she has to process that. And you know, as we'll see in the next episode, she has to process through that very quickly. <laughs> oh yeah. So probably it's best to just skip to the next episode, which is where the real action happens. Episode 90, Something Lighter, Please, also written by Margaret Dunlap. So this is where it gets really interesting, because at first we're like, oh, bing this, bing that. And then Lizzie's just in the middle of logging when she turns around and says, bing? Sorry, your dad let me in. What are you doing here? Well, after the last time we talked, I found your videos on the internet. His cute face and his beautiful eyes and his like puppy dog expression. And God bless him, he finally found the Lizzie Bennett diaries. Uh, Yeah. He even raises a hand to say, hi, Charlotte. And is like, oh, wait. (laughs) Not Charlotte. I like the way he phrases it because he's like, I found your videos on the internet. I found your videos on this thing called the internet on this website called YouTube. You know, he might as well have said that. Heard of it? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, Lizzie, I found a computer and there's this thing called the internet and then there's a website called YouTube and then I just typed your name in and it's so weird. I found everything. And it's there. Everything. (laughs) And then I love how he's like, I didn't watch all of it because there's a lot. When like (laughs) I scroll through so many comments that were like, oh, I started watching this five hours ago and here we are. I like thought I'd be done. Yeah. Because what is he doing right now? You know, nothing. Nothing. He's not in school. Med student that does nothing. Which we now know. They were like, the writers were like, oh crap, we like haven't been sending him to school. Yeah. So he's basically there to beg for Jane's forgiveness. Yeah. He didn't call ahead of time, Mm -mm. but still wants to see Jane. Well, and remember Um, back in uh, Pemberley, at Pemberley Digital, he was like, how is Jane? And she's like, if you want to find out call her yeah which like you know he still hasn't done that he just now is just show showed up at her door because well actually he mentioned the fact that he watched the last episode oh right that's why he's there and he's like is there hope the hope was that jane had said he asked about me and that's where he was like done that's it i gotta go right now Mm -hmm. you know that's that's the only hope he has right now and that's what he's holding on to so gotta win my woman back yeah and you know lizzie isn't thrilled to see bing you know she's she fights for her sister before she has to fight for herself she's like she asks about why what happened you yeah know? like where's the oh she interrogates him yeah first. she yeah. interrogates him because she asks you know the question that has been on everyone's mind why did you let yourself get convinced so easily by darcy what's this indiscretion thing that everyone keeps bringing up and and no one's talking about no it. no one's talking about it and i think uh obviously there's more to the story that we don't know yet but there's something that happened that bing doesn't want to say in front of lizzie and in front of the audience either because now he's aware there's mm-hmm. an audience you yeah know? it's not just 
him talking to Lizzie, sure. there's all these people involved in this story, you know? So There's a lot more people who know about his life than he does. Yeah, exactly. Darcy said, your girlfriend was indiscreet, and, and you're just like, enough said. I wouldn't want to know any nuance or detail or anything. I mean, what the hell? I don't know what happened that night, because I haven't asked her. I feel like every single person who's ever talked to another human should take note of that level of communication. Because yeah. basically what he's saying is, I asked Darcy what happened, yeah. and I just believed him. Yeah. And so I left Jane. And what I should have done was like take like listen to Darcy, and then ask Jane about it, and listen to what she had to say, <sighs> and then talked about it instead of just assuming he had all the information. Okay, so if we look at it from Bing's perspective then... This entire time, the, the entire time throughout his relationship with Jane, you have Caroline and Darcy who are discouraging him from pursuing this relationship, who don't like the Bennets, mm -hmm. and really try to find any excuse to dismiss this relationship. But Bing is so adamant in his love for, for Jane, he's like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then this bombshell drops on him of this indiscretion and suddenly it's like confirmation of everything he's been hearing from caroline and darcy and he's like oh my sister and my best friend have been right all along so he is i think you know he was shocked by that moment so that's why he just like up and left and didn't communicate with jane at all so yeah in a sense you can kind of get where bing was coming from like this was something that he had been warned about and it still hit him you know and the other thing is I feel like everything that Darcy and Caroline had to warn about Jane wasn't actually her. It was like, it was, look at her family. It was the family. Look at like look at all these exterior parts of Jane right. that aren't actually her. Right. So it's like it was stuff all around Jane, never Jane. But then it this was suddenly This is the first sign that oh, it's Jane. She is like as bad as they say. She is all the things that are around her. She her, is bad. She's as bad as her family. She's as bad as her family. And that was like, and Bing is just so trusting of the people around him. Yeah. He's so, he doesn't trust his own judgment that he's like, it breaks my heart that they're right, but they're right. Mm -hmm. So it actually, the indiscretion will be revealed in a future episode. Yeah, we can't. So we're not there yet. Sorry, we can't talk about it yet. But he wants to know her point of view, which is so important. I mean, I feel like this whole romance in every direction is all about communication with each other. Bing and Jane had a gigantic miscommunication, and he's here to talk about it. Yeah. So I'm glad Lizzie does that preliminary interrogation of him. It was deserved. Yeah. Even though he's such a nice guy, they need to be like, you technically abandoned our sister, and we're going to like keep our eye on you. So Lizzie leaves, and he's so adorable, just nervously sitting there with his gift bag. Am I going to get to see Jane? And at first, it's a no. Lizzie returns, and she's like, what's great about this episode is there's a lot of callbacks to earlier famous lines from the series. Yeah. Like, she's doing something super important. Mm -hmm. Like, it's super important. And then, just as he's about to leave, his head hung, and he's like, I should have called first. Jane shows up. Bing. Jane. It's good to see you. Hello. And I'm so glad he did that. And then Lizzie's just looking up at them like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And she turns off the camera, but then we come back later. And I think we're all Lizzie when she's like, please tell me he begged for your yeah. forgiveness. Cause like, that's basically what he's there for. He's like his heart and this little wrapped present in his hands, basically like, hi Jane, sorry yeah. I left you. 
I actually like that in the secret diary of Lizzie Bennet, while Jane and Bing are talking, Lizzie and Lydia are actually like huddled by the stairs trying to listen to the conversation. And that's what's funny because that's what they do in the 2005 movie <laughs> at all times. Yeah. Like, there's no secrets so in, the, in the Bennet house. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Liz trying to listen in. And Jane's just like, we, like, that was the most dramatic part. We had a good talk. I mean, like, yeah. how do you even talk to someone after what you guys went through? Like, I mean, a lot of time has transpired between when she felt totally abandoned yeah and I when mean, now she he just has to ask for forgiveness and like i should have talked to you and heard your side of the story before acting in that way and that's where it can all start and it's up to jane which you know ultimately she did it's up to her whether or not to accept that apology and to, to accept whether or not they can have any kind of friendship going forward and you know jane still has feelings for him so obviously she's willing to try and you know they're both being cautious about it so that's why they're talking about just being friends but there's too much history for them to just be friends well but honestly being friends i mean in my mind they're just they're still gonna they're just hanging out yeah they're gonna talk they're gonna rediscover what daily life is like in town because like He's doing whatever he's doing. She's looking for a job, but still living with her parents again. So first of all, they have to figure out a new routine because she's no longer living in Los Angeles. She's here at home and she's got to figure out what her life is now. It's literally like the beginning of their relationship where they were both in town and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out life. Then their life shifted in a big way and now it's kind of fallen back to the same place almost. But things are different, you know? They are. And so I think it's really smart of them to say we're going to start as friends because... Even though you can't erase the hurt that he caused her, you also can't erase the feelings that they had for each other. And I think that they just really want to capitalize on the best of what they have before deciding if they're going to, like, let give each other their hearts again, you know? Jane especially. And so I think it's a mature decision, you know? Like, obviously it's the kind of thing where you expect a relationship to come out of it, but when you're at the beginning, you don't know that that's necessarily going to happen. Yeah. I like a point you brought up, too, about Bing and, and not knowing about Gigi. Right. That was, to me, that was sort of like a, that was an insight into sort of Dar- the Darcy's because yeah. Bing just throws in this quick quip of like, by the way, I didn't even know this had happened to Gigi when, until I saw her video. And to me, because like Darcy, we've heard all about how he relies on his close, like he has only a couple really close friends but he really relies on the ones that he has. Yeah. And I would think that Bing would be somebody that he would rely on when he was going through this with Gigi, when, like, you know, he finds out that the scum of the earth, like, is romancing her for money, and he, like, basically paid him to leave, and Gigi hated him. Like, yeah. I would talk to my best friends about that, and he didn't... I think he just so deeply saw that as Gigi's business that he couldn't bring himself to talk about it with anyone. I'm sure it's incredibly heartbreaking too for like him to even talk like, what do you say? How can anyone help? And he just felt like I can take care of this right now. So I'm going to take care of my family. And that's what he did. So yeah, I thought that was interesting that the, the writers chose to chose to mention, have Bing mention that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of a thing too where like if if Bing was associated with George at all, I don't, you know, we never saw them together. Mm-hmm. We never heard them mentioned together. But, mm-hmm. you know, Bing still felt the need to mention it just in case. I mean, Bing definitely should know who Wickham is because yeah. they, Darcy yeah, and Wickham were so close growing up. Yeah, circles. Yeah, so, so he had to know. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah, so I, f- I found that very interesting. That was, I think, more in, more than anything, an insight into who Darcy is willing right. to trust. Like, right, he didn't right. even trust his best friend with it because family is so important. That's the kind of person he is. Good old Darcy. And then we end with, uh, you know, the hope that something may start again with Jane and Bing. Lizzie notices that he left the little small gift bag on the floor. Oh, Bing forgot his bag. Snickerdoodles. Okay, I would like to say, like, that's the only gift I would accept. Like, it's the cutest (laughs) thing he could possibly give her. However, comma, he brought them... In like a gift, in a bag, gift bag with tissue paper? Yeah. Like is he allergic like to loose plates? cookies in a bag? I know. <laughs> like put them in a baggie, put them on a plate. Like that's he's never gifted cookies before, no. is what I'm hearing. Like no. in my mind, they're like exposed to the air and getting hard. You yeah. know? Like yeah, he yeah. doesn't But it, it is the thought that counts. I'm just saying, like, if anyone wants to impress their crush or the love of their life or something Bring with him cookies. In like a Tupperware. Yeah, like you need Tupperware. Literally yeah. Tupperware. It's you know what I think Tupperware would be a grander gesture because it's you saying I don't care if I ever get this back. <laughs> like it's yeah, it looks prettier when it's all wrapped. Did he up. not have Tupperware in that expensive kitchen of his? I know, but it's it's saying I care about you so much. I don't care if you give this yeah. back to me. You can keep it for all I care. <laughs> Let's go to comments then. Jumping to the comment section where we read original YouTube comments from when the episodes first aired, starting with episode eighty nine. And we start with a comment from Jillian. I should probably read this one. (laughs) So, okay. A little backstory I told you about a few weeks ago. I went to San Francisco to visit my friend Ashley, who introduced me to the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. We'd always watch these together. So I put in quotes at, I have a confession to make. I literally hit my friend in excitement. Bing was there. Oh, oh no. And then Lizzie says, Bing was there. And my reaction is, oh. I thought you were finally going to admit your love for Darcy. And then like a disdainful emoji, (laughs) like dash underscore dash. Like that's what it was. That's funny. I have a confession to make. And I thought she was going to be like. It did seem like, and I like Darcy, I think. And I think it's because at the time, the closest reference I had to Pride and Prejudice was the 2005 movie. Yeah. And I was thinking of that scene when Keira Knightley and um, Rosamund Pike were talking. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry you had to see Mr. Darcy. And she's like, don't say that. Jane, I've been so blind. And I was just thinking of that when she was like, I have a confession to make. I'm going to be like, she's going to tell her that she loves Darcy. And then she's like, Bing was there. And I'm like, (laughs) A relevant gamer says, these videos are giving me insomnia. Too obsessed for my own good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then I put, there were, like, most of the comments I encountered on this video were something along those lines. Like, I've been up all night. I thought I was going to watch one, but I've watched all of them. A lot of them were like that. Natalia Campos says, Lizzie, I'm from the future and I just wanted to say that Prince Charming is coming to carry you places. Everything is going to be okay. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Uh, And then I pulled this comment because I thought this was an interesting fan theory of what might be to come. Eve Black says, is it just me or are they heavily hinting that Darcy is going to employ Jane? Peverly Digital Costume Department, Jane twice saying publicly on the videos that she had lost her job, Darcy on the Domino video saying that he will he will keep trying to keep Lizzie to fall for him. Does it all fit perfectly or is it just me? I never thought about that. Yeah, that's why I was like, interesting theory that 
you know, keep it all in the family, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like employing the sister. Uh, I mean, that's definitely something I would have believed at the time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When you're looking for those like nice, neat endings, yeah. uh, that's certainly an option. But like, how many times can Darcy save the Bennett family? <laughs> like, We're going to find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, from episode 90, Laura Vieira says, being sitting there alone is the cutest thing ever. He has no idea what to do with himself. And as I added that because it's true. <laughs> He's so cute. Pearl of Paris says, Jane is doing something super important, like fake texting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire B says, don't you mean the wedding radar is up and binging? <laughs> I also saw a lot of comments like that. Ella Encantada says, as much as I would love to see Jane and Bing together, I have to say them starting again and being just friends is more realistic than what I want to happen. And besides, the just friends phase might only be for a while, so who knows what can happen later. And basically she's saying, it's like, I want them to fall in love now. Yeah. Obviously we all want that. Yeah. But like starting out as just friends is a very realistic place to start rather than like, I love you, I love you, and like they're together. But well, they they kind of like do love each other, but yeah. it's like, how do you act on that? You yeah. know, you can't just like... Okay, you're my boyfriend now. Like, that's pretty unrealistic right. because, like, the last time he was her boyfriend, he kind of, like, stomped on her heart. He messed you know? it up. He screwed up. So first, you need to start by, like, making sure he shows on time to hang out and, you know, moving on from there. Yeah. Yep, yep. They can be... Oh, wait, no, they can't be carpool buddies again because she nope. has no job. Wow, this is episode 90, Yolanda. Yeah. This is very scary. We're getting dangerously close to the end. You have 10 episodes left. Lydia's story is pretty much all tied up. Yep. Jane's story is like, it's like in the beginning stages of tying up. Yep. We need to see our Darcy. Yep. That's all. That's all we're waiting for. The Lizzie thing needs to get wrapped. The Dizzy thing needs to be all wrapped up. So that's pretty much, luckily these are going to be some pretty, whether or not he's in the videos, it's going to be pretty Darcy heavy. Yep. Excited to see that. I'm here for it. I'm living for it. <laughs> that wraps it up for this episode. Check out our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Pemberley. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Pemberley. And if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. And to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash The Pemberley. Or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, thepemberleypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye! Bye.